0: Hello and welcome to the Palladian Energy Podcast, a podcast series for energy professionals featuring short, insightful interviews with experts who can shed light on topics that matter to you and to your business. We cover issues relevant to the upstream, midstream and downstream sectors. I'm your host, Elizabeth Corner, and in this season of the podcast, we're talking about sustainability.
1: Oilfield Technology keeps upstream oil and gas professionals up to date on the latest technologies and developments in the industry through in-depth articles, regional reports and project news. Sign up to our newsletter at oilfieldtechnology.com forward slash newsletter for a free copy of each issue.
0: Here we bring you episode four, which looks at sustainability in the oil fields. I'm very pleased to welcome Ashley Hunt and Kevin Much from Clarient Oil Services. Clarient is a Swiss-based specialty chemical company led by its purpose, greater chemistry between people and planet. And the business segment, Clarient Oil Services, supplies specialty oil production chemicals to the oil and gas industry, supporting some of the largest names in the field. So hello and welcome, Ashley and Kevin. I think I'll let you introduce yourselves to the listeners before we get going.
2: Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Uh, My name is Ashley Hunt. I am with Clarion in the energy segment, oil and gas. And I have been with Clarion about four years, but have spent 18 years uh, in the oil and gas upstream segment as it relates to production chemistry. Um, I'm located in the U.S. and I am currently the head of marketing and over our wholesales division for uh, oil and gas.
3: Thank you, and uh, thanks for having us here. Very happy to be here. Uh, I'm Kevin Much, I'm based in the US as well, in Texas, and I'm our head of application development for Clarent Oil Services. Essentially, the application development team takes care of new product development, so the research and development side of the oil and gas industry, working very closely with our customers to develop new products to essentially address the challenges that they have in oil production.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Now, I'm interested in speaking with you both because Clarion recently launched its D3 program, which is designed to introduce more sustainable solutions to the oil and gas industry. As I understand it, D3 leverages advances in the oil field and helps operators to reduce carbon emissions and enhance safe operations. The program is comprised of three key pillars, and they are decarb, densify, and detox. And by the end of this episode, I do hope to have a decent grasp on what each of those words mean for sustainability. So uh, do you think we can manage that?
3: I think so. I think
0: so, yeah. So, Ashley, maybe you can tell me why the D3 initiative is needed in the oil and gas sector and what brought it about.
2: Yeah, so I think specifically, not only Clarion brought it about, right, Elizabeth, but really the energy transition brought it about as our industry tries to move forward uh, and become more innovative in what we do, right? Um, more efficient, that's the, the densify, right? How do we become more f- efficient as it relates to sustainability. And then ultimately, um, how we can collectively become more environmentally responsible. So as we as an industry move forward, this is part of clearance technology, clearance innovation and strategy um, in the chemical segment for oil and gas to continue to move forward and well, I guess, create more environmentally acceptable formulations for our industry.
0: Mm -hmm. And how much of a challenge is it to proactively introduce those environmentally friendly strategies to your customers' portfolios?
2: It can be challenging uh, as the regulations change, right, as this the standards um, sometimes change. So understanding that and, and grasping that and really working with our customers to understand where they are uh, as well. What are their needs? Asking a lot of questions and working with teams such as Kevin's to develop products. Uh, in our space, uh, chemical products, right? Chemical formulations that, that truly um, meet the needs as it relates to, in this case, D3, like decarb, densify, and detox. How do we create products that are environmentally acceptable uh, in different regions of the world? Because different regions of the world have different regulations and some cases have different requirements for the injection of oil field production chemicals.
0: So quite an ambitious strategy then. <laughs> I think I'll ask you, Kevin, to explain the three Ds for us. So decarb, densify, detox. What does each of those words mean for the energy transition as it's gaining pace today?
3: So the three Ds, as you mentioned, are decarb, densify and detox. And really this comes down to the role that Clarion has to play as a chemical company. You know, We produce chemicals which are used in varying amounts in oil production and the impact that we have is then on how efficient those chemicals work, what uh, kind of carbon footprint those chemicals have. So if we take decarb as an example, when we talk about decarb or decarbonization, of course, as you can guess, it's really about removing carbon from the value chain. And there are a couple of ways that we can do that. Uh, one is by simply reducing the amount of chemicals that we need, so using more efficient chemicals. One is by replacing some of the ingredients in our formulations. So for example, a lot of the formulations that we sell to oil and gas operators, they contain solvents, which are simply there to make the, the product easy to pump, you know, easy to apply in the field. And very often these solvents are based on petrochemicals themselves. So they have carbon, which you know, at the end of its, the chemical lifetime will be broken down to CO2. And those are CO2 emissions, which if we can avoid them, then definitely better. And so decarb for us has, when we talk about the solvents, the aim to replace those solvents with, for example, water, which doesn't release CO2 at the end of life. And this is not trivial, of course. I mean, water and oil don't mix, as you know, but by uh, taking some let's say, inventive steps in how we formulate them, uh, looking at different technologies in how, in how we formulate them, we are able to replace the organic petrochemical solvents in some of our products with water without impacting the overall performance. Uh, another aspect, of course, is the active ingredients themselves, the things that are actually working in the oil and gas production. So these might be corrosion inhibitors, for example, you know, preventing corrosion in your pipeline, which could potentially lead to to oil leaks, for example. Um, scale inhibitors are another example where we want to prevent scale building up, because if you have scale buildup in your pipeline, then that's going to restrict your flow of oil and gas. And very often, these active ingredients, the inhibitors themselves, are based on petrochemicals. So if we can use other ingredients which are, for example, plant-based, so coming from oleochemicals, they could reduce the overall carbon footprint Um, Of the ingredients. So that's decarb. Then we have uh, densify. And the idea with densify is kind of similar, but in this case, we're not replacing organic solvents with water. Instead, we're just making our chemicals more active. So, for example, if we have a product which might have 50% active right now, if we can concentrate that up to, let's say, 90% active, and then dilute it in the field when it gets to the operator, then that's going to reduce the amount of logistics that we have the amount of deliveries to the platforms it's also going to remove those organic solvents so all of that is going to reduce the overall carbon emitted per barrel of oil produced for example you know and the third aspect is detox and detox is really the attempt by clarion to take the strictest regulations where we find them and it's probably not a big surprise to hear that The strictest regulations when it comes to oil and gas production are typically in the North Sea. Um, And to take these regulations and to apply them elsewhere, because the reality is that in many parts of the world, in Latin America, in Asia, they don't have such strict regulations. So they might be using ingredients that have been banned in the North Sea for the last 20 years. And so for Clarion, we are actively looking at our portfolio, making sure there are no ingredients in, in there which could potentially be toxic to aquatic life, which might not be biodegradable and to replace them whenever we can with more sustainable alternatives.
0: Fantastic. So my takeaways from that are reducing carbon, using more concentrated products and then improving regulations.
3: Absolutely. Well done.
0: Great. And is there one of those that takes precedence over the others, one of those Ds, or or is one more important or more pressing than the others?
3: I think they're all important and it depends very much on the customers so when we talk about decarb for example and this ties into what ashley said we are hearing a lot more from our customers you know what can we do to reduce the carbon footprint of of our chemicals and so when they come to us the role that we play is in those chemicals right in in terms of their operations that's up to them how they improve their processes and so on but on the chemical side that's where we start to see more interest. But I would say that the detox is really something that we actively work on uh, consistently, uh, consistently reviewing our portfolio, making sure we keep up with regulatory changes to ensure that we have really the highest level of adherence to the different regulatory requirements globally.
0: Great. So with that in mind, those three pillars established, how then do you collaborate with your customers to accelerate sustainable development?
2: I really think... You know we collaborate with some of the largest energy companies around the globe, right? Uh, and it really takes that collaboration. It's understanding the needs because the needs onshore versus offshore uh, may be slightly different. You you mentioned priorities. Um, as Kevin said, they're they're all important, right? But what um, depending on the the field, depending on the customer needs, what takes precedence? You know, offshore densify. Um, may be very important because there's an intangible aspect. There's there's a safety aspect of of crane lifts and and reducing the amount of totes and lifts that's needed. So if the product is more active, as Kevin mentioned, um, then we're providing a solution that's safer as well. Um, so that's that's very important. Um, that is mentioned, talked about and discussed with the customer when it comes to process safety uh, in regards to sustainability as well, right? Um, So I I think it's just collaboration with them understanding the projects. Where can Clarion have joint projects with our customers? Where can Clarion meet their goals uh, in this sustainability journey? Uh, Working with uh, Kevin's group on innovation projects, and ultimately finding a solution that's a necessity in the marketplace.
0: Great. And presumably, those companies are at different stages in their sustainability journey when they, when they speak to you.
2: Correct. Correct. And, and, and for Clarion, really, it's, it's discussing the chemical solution, right? Because their journey is mechanical as well. Their journey is all aspects of um, the whole value chain of bringing oil out of the ground and selling it, right? Upstream, midstream, downstream. And, and so for us, it's it's discussing our scope and keeping our scope into play when it comes to production chemistry.
3: Yeah. And maybe I can just add to to what Ashley just said, because I think Densify is a good example where we could not bring that to market without collaborating with our customers. And so Densify, as I mentioned, is about making our products more active, more concentrated. And one example of this is our street Wet, right? This is a Demulsifier. So when you produce oil and gas, it's not just oil that's coming out. It's going to be a mixture of oil and water, and that's going to be an emulsion. So you need to separate that water and oil in order to be able to send the oil to the refinery. right? So demulsifiers are a very important aspect of oil and gas production because they separate that water from the oil as it comes out of the well. Typically, the demulsifiers are going to be tuned to the oil which is being produced, right? It's not just one product that we sell. Every crude oil in every field of the world is going to be slightly different. And so with a face treat wet, we need to work together with our customers to understand which different components of that demulsifier are required. And in this case, we took out all of the solvent, we made it very concentrated, and then working together with our customer, we essentially dilute that product at the production site, to be able to, to use it as a demulsifier, which is then not only more concentrated, so we have less deliveries to the customer, um, but it's also more efficient, we find. And that would not have been possible without the customer being 100% on board and really collaborating with us.
0: Yeah. So in order to provide a kind of bespoke product. Absolutely. be having that dialogue with the customer. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and part of that collaboration is it has to go into the field for a trial, right? It has to be tested. So, you know, the, the, the teams work great together, uh, reformulating and discovering a solution in the laboratory. But ultimately the final test is, does it work in the field? And right? does it work under the conditions, um, whether it's onshore or offshore? and And that's the ultimate test that really results in a, a group effort with us and our customer.
0: Well that leads me to my next question because I wondered how your customers then measure and evaluate the success of these types of
3: programs. So this very much depends on the customer. And as Ashley said, I mean we have customers who are very much at different stages of the journey here. You know, we have large multinationals who are very much in the spotlight, who have made commitments. Um, we have customers who are even targeting producing uh, carbon-neutral oil right? by, for example, injecting CO2 into the wells. So essentially extracting CO2 to balance out the emissions associated with the production of the oil and gas. And one way that we can support is, as I mentioned earlier, on providing carbon footprint information. So the carbon footprint information is essentially telling you how much CO2 is released in producing this chemical. So it takes into account all of our processes. It takes into account any kind of energy production that we do, any kind of steam production you know, for high temperature reactions. And we monitor all of this in all of our facilities globally. And that allows us to really put a number on our products to say, OK, for this product, for every kilogram of product that we produce, x kilograms of CO2 were released. Um, and that will depend, of course, very much on, you know, is it a high high energy, high temperature process? Is it a very simple chemical? And by being very transparent with this kind of information with our customers, we can really say to them, look, these are the chemicals which have a very high impact, and these are the chemicals which have a low impact. So we know where to target first. And although that's something that we, as a chemical company, I would say we've seen it in other sectors. For a number of years already. I mean, particularly if we look at fast-moving consumer goods, you know, there we have, you know, you go into the supermarket, you will see detergents or shampoos or whatever that make claims around um, carbon, you know, low carbon, low emissions, whatever. So we have customers in those sectors who have been looking for that information for years, and it's only really recently in oil and gas that customers are asking for the same information. Um, Luckily, because we do service a lot of different industries. We have access to all of that information, which we can share. So, certainly, tracking carbon emissions is one way that many of our customers are able to really put a number on their processes.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, we've talked a lot about data on this podcast, and it seems that data does play a really important part here in measuring success.
3: Mm. Yep.
0: And Ashley, how nimble on your feet can you be when you're implementing new initiatives for customers? I wonder um, what do customers tell you about their current needs in this arena? How quickly do they need your help?
2: Uh, well, you know, sometimes it's, we need your help yesterday, right? Uh, but, you know, honestly, uh, it's understanding the timeline and really understanding what the the key driver is. Is it um, improving the performance as well. Is it a reduction of cost? Is it just focused on sustainability? Um, on some of the solutions that Kevin's mentioned, but you know, I think with, within Clarion we can be um, pretty nimble. I would say as as far as working with the innovation team, first coming up with the scope and understanding, do we have something already that could fit uh, or find, be the solution to the problem, right? Do we have something that maybe is just, uh, a more concentrated product? So therefore the timeline is really much shorter. Um, if it's working with the team to find uh, a relatively, I don't want to use the word simple, right? Because nothing is quite as simple in this industry, but, you know, quicker solution, um, to to the issue as as constant, more concentrated product now finding alternatives from a detox perspective those are a little bit longer timeline uh, and I, and I think it's being transparent in that and understanding the end goal uh, to to find the ultimate solution.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask whether you were able to set a time frame for how quickly those three Ds could make a difference, but I, I suspect it's different in every different case.
2: Yeah, and. You know, we mentioned the face treat wet. That's just one particular um, product line that we've really been focused on because a lot of the oil fields around the world use demulsification to separate oil and water, right? So that's one that could really be implemented fairly quick. It also has the ability to be very custom with the chemical components and the demulsifiers. So that's one particular that we can find a A shorter timeline solution um, for the industry.
0: Great. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, the Clarion company purpose is greater chemistry between people and planet. I wonder what that means to each of you and your roles at at Clarion Oil Services, and how do you see that purpose playing out in real terms?
3: The purpose that we have is a very new purpose. It's kind of a rewording of um, the purpose that we had in the past, but really to put sustainability at the center of what we do. And for me, you know, leading our innovation team, it's very much at the heart of everything that we do is to look at what are the challenges that our customers have and how can we address them in a sustainable fashion, right? Is there a way that we can make more sustainable chemicals using more sustainable feedstocks, making more efficient products? And I would really say that almost everything we do has sustainability at the heart of it now. So when we talk about greater chemistry between people and planet, it really is about bringing together the the people that we have, who are of course our greatest resource, and tying that in to the sustainability, which is at the core of all of the innovation that we do.
2: Yeah, and and for me, um, I'll speak coming from someone I've I've been in oil and gas, especially in chemistry, my entire career. Right. So, in my opinion, uh, energy dependence. Uh, of hydrocarbons its it's not really going away tomorrow right it it's still it's still needed um but how do we adapt as an industry? how do we adapt as people um that work in this industry and move towards sustainability right um i don't I don't think uh it's very quick process right but i the the purpose of clarion on focusing on people and greater chemistry is how do we take our scope um, in the bigger picture and make a difference in our planet
0: fantastic Uh, i can see that uh, chemistry is something that kind of underpins that the clean and the green technologies that we've been talking about this season on the podcast it's really nice to get into the real details of it with you both thank you so much for your time
2: thank you elizabeth we appreciate it
0: thank you my thanks to Ashley and Kevin at Clarient Oil Services for speaking about how chemistry can innovate for a sustainable future and for stressing the importance of collaboration and transparency when it comes to creating success stories. Thanks for listening to the Palladian Energy Podcast. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review and forward to a colleague or friend.
1: As a special thank you for listening, we'd like to offer you a free trial subscription to Hydrocarbon Engineering magazine, the leading publication for the global refining, gas processing and petrochemical industry. Each issue is packed full of detailed technical articles, case studies and regional reports from around the world. Visit hydrocarbonengineering.com forward slash magazine to get your free copy today.